0: An hour of truth for the battered but proud people of the Empire State, from the financial and entertainment epicenter of New York City, to the sleeping and empty small cities and towns of upstate, which once bustled with manufacturing, mining, and farming. We all know from inspiration, history, and nature, we deserve a return to the success and growth of generations past, a birthright being squandered by corruption in Albany. And the depredations of an insecure, scheming mountebank posing as governor, who loathes both us and himself. As liberty beckoned to enslaved peoples behind the Iron Curtain via American broadcasts after World War II, we now say, believe, rise, and join us. Welcome to Radio
1: Free New York. Hey guys, welcome to Radio Free New York. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for the day. Joining us on this magnificent, beautiful Friday is Sean Phelan, Agent of Chaos. Sean, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing great. How about you? Doing great, too, man. Living the dream from inside my house. (laughs) Aren't we all? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you have you even ventured out yet, Sean? To to go and do any grocery shopping, any of that stuff? Are You still chilling at home? You doing your thing?
0: I actually did go out yesterday briefly, and I went to the dollar store, and I was refused entrance because I did not have a mask.
1: Oh, dude! You know, I promised you last week I would send you a mask, and I didn't do it. My bad, guys. I'm I'm saying it out over the air too, Sean. I need I need to give you a mask because now I've made them, and I need to get you one. I'm gonna get you one just so you can get to a store to, and, and not get uh, bothered by it.
0: Oh, yeah, you know, I might starve to death, you know, without it.
1: Yeah, one day, one day. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's, you know, we talked about it last week. That's, for better or worse, whether or not we, you know, fully agree with it or not, it's that you, you got to wear a mask in the grocery store, Sean. You know, we'll make sure you get one, man.
0: But I, I was trying to be that guy.
1: You're going to be, oh, yeah, yeah. I know you're going to be that guy. in case you want to go and get groceries eventually, I'm saying you can't be that guy all the time, unless you're going to fight everyone off, I mean, you you can do that too, but
0: Yeah, but I'm not just going to force my way into a store that's, uh, yeah, not cool It's not a good look No, not at all Especially at my size, the newspaper would take pictures and be like, you know the caption would be like, get in my belly (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a great headline, man that would be the caption right across the front page yeah oh.
1: so you, yeah you're, you're not looking for that huh
0: no i mean i went to the uh corner store up at the end of my street the local bodega and uh i got a mask from those guys they were they were cool enough to get me one and uh so i gotta go back to the dollar store again today then
1: oh nice uh, that works man so i've been wearing a bunch of different stuff i got the the nice mask that we've sewed and we got I got buffs they're so like a big tube and you stretch it over your face kind of end up looking like a ninja right but they got all sorts of stuff
0: out there so uh, noticing, i guess are you noticing the irony of this whole thing like Who's like that? two months ago wasn't there a rally that they said you can't get to wear a mask and if you do you're going to be arrested and now we're being made to wear masks
1: yeah well i mean that's the thing is like i think it, i don't know if they actually updated the laws in new york state for a while it was like illegal to wear like certain types of masks in public you're not supposed to, to cover your face Mm-hmm. Um, in these situations, and they and they get antsy because usually, you know, the type of folks who are wearing masks at a protest are either the Guy Fox guys or or the Black flock. they are they're the anarchists that are dressed in all black and they have their face covered and they're smashing stuff, right? So they made masking up illegal, and now you know it's not—it's no longer illegal; it's mandatory. It's, it's funny how things switch like that.
0: Hmm. I got my Guy Fox mask. I thought I was going to wear that out today and just be like, "Deal with it, people."
1: There you go. No, that's a face covering, right? They ask yeah. you to cover your face. You're covering your face. There you go. That's right. You're you're, you're technically meeting it. Yeah. <laughs> and Garrett's like, "Wait till the banks reopen." man
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Nope. And and now you know, if you go into a liquor store with a mask on, you know it's it's considered polite. Six months ago, they think you're holding up the place. And
0: now if way, you go way, with way, the mask way, off, wait, 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 wait. I'm reading Garrett's uh, comments here, and is he referring to me as AOC,
1: Agent of Chaos?
0: Oh, okay, okay. Just okay.
1: happen to have there... the same acronym.
0: Yeah, all right. That worried me there for a second. <laughs> I don't think it's a
1: commentary on your politics, buddy.
0: Yeah, I know. I was like, mm, a little way off there, Garrett.
1: <laughs> well, so so we do have a couple uh, substantive issues that we do want to talk about today too. Uh, you know, we we've got Fake News Friday. It is, of course, Fake News Friday, so last news segment. Man, there are some doozies out there this week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's going to be fun. Um,
0: I'm still freaking out that these, like, everyone's freaking out over this Tiger King guy. I've never seen anything about it or talked about it or nothing, and I don't know anybody that's watching it, but it seems like everybody, everybody is. Everyone's watching it.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. Everyone's still watching the Tiger King. I mean and and it's got the uh, you know he, he ran as a libertarian for governor of Oklahoma. So, I, can, know, so I know like a lot yeah. of our friends, like we, we hang out in those circles. He he got <sighs> third place, he got he got his butt kicked because Well so what is he,
0: some... he what is he, Vermin Supreme light?
1: I mean kinda, yeah. Except for like he's <laughs> less in on the joke than Vermin Supreme is. Vermin Supreme is a performance artist. Joe Exotic is he is he's the real deal. He is the Polygamists, multiple husbands, machine guns, and you know, drugs—type uh, of fella. Guess... Like he's certainly living a libertarian stereotype, <laughs> and I don't think embodies uh, most I... how most libertarians act. But but he's there.
0: I guess it comes down to whether or not you want to support the guy that's going to get you tigers or ponies.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean. I think I don't think joe Joe exotic that guy he's not run for president right now he's run in the past uh but right now he's actually he he's sick he's got the coronavirus from what are I you mean.
0: seriously trying to tell me that this deranged lunatic wouldn't like take one of his tigers if he was elected president and up to the inaugural stage and have it like sitting there and maybe even have it a paw up on the uh the Bible there's getting sworn in.
1: Oh, that dude would totally do that, like for sure. <laughs> like, no, that totally seems like it. Um, but, but he's not in much of a position to now because I haven't watched the whole series yet. But he is a very sick with coronavirus, and B in jail um, because he's I think suspected of either murder or manslaughter. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't oh, watched wow. the whole series yet. It's I don't know. It, it kind of it, you know my my wife and I had started watching, and it, it kind of bummed us out. Uh, and I was interested because I had some, like, mutual friends with the guy who was the campaign manager, and I've seen him do a bunch of interviews lately. Uh I was like, all right, well, like, I, I want to find out what this part of it is, right? Uh, but, no, that's um, – I haven't been able to go through it. it it's kind of sad. Like, it, it's supposed to expose how, like, tigers and wild animals are treated. And it does expose a, a legitimate question, right? Like, do you – should it be legal to, to own uh, big animals like this, right? And,
0: right. Well, I'm just, you know, it's got to be funny being him right now because, like, you're sitting in a jail cell and uh, you're blowing up, you know, going viral uh, out out in the world. I mean, the last time I've heard of something like this, it was like that rapper Dougie Fresh when he was in jail when he blew up uh, with uh, one of the rap songs there, Children's Player or Children's Story or something. And I'm dating myself, but, but. Yeah, he was sitting in a jail cell and he became like king of the uh, universe there in the inside of that uh, jail because uh, all of a sudden his song blew up everywhere and it was on every station everywhere and played, you know, three times an hour and, you know, so is this what's going on with this guy? Is this guy like king of his own cell block now too?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, <laughs> no idea. You know, honestly, I have not looked into it much at all. Like, I haven't gotten into it. I've been, I've been so swamped with all these other issues. You know, like, the tiger King thing feels strange to me. It's, I'm, I've i mostly seen the memes, right? I've seen a lot of the memes that that have been coming out. There, there's some great ones. The one where, where uh, Joe Xock's like, you know, I'll never financially recover from this. Use that meme template a bunch of times. I, I've seen... Uh, Uh, the other one, yeah, well, there's a few of them out there, right? And there's lots of Carol Baskin memes and all that type of stuff that's going around. But something silly for people to not focus on, like, how screwed up the world is right now, which is understandable.
0: (laughs) Samantha types in, she says, kind of reminds me of that guy, the King or something from The Walking Dead. Sorry, I didn't watch that at all. No, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know that reference, but but, uh, you know, I, I do see uh, Garrett making a comment Garrett, I'm not going to read that comment out loud because I, I get the feeling we're going to talk about this later. Yeah. Um, you know, it is. There's no jumping ahead, Garrett. <laughs> yeah, guys, we, we got some we got some weird fake news Friday stuff coming up uh, at the at the, the last section of the hour. But, uh, you know, we're, we're again, we're getting great comments online. Thanks so much for participating in the show. It's a Friday. It is what it is, man. We're trying to. We have some heavy issues to cover, but uh, we'll get to those in the next segment. So uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us here on Radio for New York. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon.
0: You're listening to Radio Free New York. All right.
1: All right. <laughs> Welcome back to Radio Free New York. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for the day, and we're joined by Sean Phelan, Agent of Chaos. And, again, if you want to participate in the discussion today, we're, we're about to talk about some city school district issues. And I and I think they'll apply to a lot of other districts, too. Uh, but if you want to participate in the discussion, you you... Want to add something to what we have to say uh give our station a call we're live noon to one here on friday uh 424 so give us a call 585-346-3000 585 346 or of, co- of course if you're listening to us online on youtube on uh on facebook on twitter any of those things uh leave a comment for us there we're happy to read it on air if uh, you're contributing to the discussion and thanks again to everyone listening, not only on WYSL and online, but also on uh, WNY, the Patriot down uh, in the Southern Tier and WACK as well. Thanks so much for listening today. Uh, so, Sean, you know, you and, you and I have have talked uh, free, uh, a few times before about some city education issues, uh, and now there, there's been some drama unfolding in the Rochester City School District. Uh, now, as, as listeners <laughs> of this show probably know, and I'm sure people across upstate New York know uh, the The Rochester city school district's been kind of in a in a difficult spot, and it's something that's near and dear to us because you know i we both live in the city of rochester sean uh has has worked as a teacher uh, and a substitute teacher in in the city of Rochester, educating students there know some of the unique challenges that the the Rochester students in the Rochester district faces oh yeah and yeah we we have this situation where uh Terry Dade, who is the superintendent that and he's been a pretty popular one uh. Too, he has asked to leave the district, and he's only been in ten months. He's
0: again, he was relatively well liked. Asked to leave, he, he's already signed into another job downstate. Oh no, no, no! You're
1: you're you're getting ahead of us, Sean. Because I yeah. that, that was what the story broke yesterday morning is that right. Terry Dade was thinking of leaving, and then what broke last night is that he is signing a um. Uh, a contract apparently with the the Cornwall School District uh, down in the Hudson Valley, uh, down in Orange County. So it, it's a lot of people are first at first they were upset because Terry Dade was talking about how his his health was being impacted by the stress of the situation. And again, going back to what the the city school district is facing, and this is something that other you know uh, urban districts are facing as well. There there's a uh, a low graduation rate. Uh, the city school district is millions of dollars in the hole. He inherited an awful situation where, you know, the they they did some funny accounting, and we've talked about this on the short, uh, show before. They did some funny accounting, and there needed to be cuts in order for the district to even be able to keep the lights on at all. And let's let's, this let's take a step back only on that. made things worse.
0: Let's take a let's, step back on that. There needs to be arrests. Where are the arrests?
1: Yeah, no, the, you, you've, you said that if, before. If
0: you embezzled money like this and, and, and misinvested it, there's accountability. Where is this accountability? I'm sorry, I'm yelling. <laughs>
1: but I know. No, I, I, I get you, you know. <laughs> this we, drives me uh, nuts. Yeah, no, so <laughs> you and I have talked about this when, back before we were on Radio Free New York, but, but the Radio Free New York audience hasn't, uh, Heard of this discussion as much. I know you you feel strongly that that there should have been legal action taken uh, based on how mismanaged the city school district budget was. And again, that the was hasn't gotten any better. Um, and you know it's 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 an issue of uh, the the people who are on staff at the city school district managing the finances, many of whom had left, and in the school board as well. And so, what's interesting is to see how the narrative shifted really aggressively from "I can't believe the the school board drove Terry Dade out" to "I can't believe Terry Dade betrayed us," which is what I named the, this episode. Is you know, did did Terry Dade betray the city school district? Uh, you know, and he left, and 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 I, I believe him that he talked about uh, he talked about how he had uh, some health issues related to the stress of the job. The the school board does not make things easy. They're they're not willing to to cut or shift uh budget priorities around in order to make a a more long-term sustainable future they've kind of put their line in the sand and said without a state or federal bailout you know we we don't think that we can cut anything without in in making the generous argument without hurting kids so therefore we will do nothing and that's that's kind of what's been at um and and they've made some concessions since then but like it's just the school district is such an absolute mess i mean where where the heck do we go from here
0: it's almost like the school board is throwing a tantrum because the state's not going to kick up the money to cover the money that they miss uh spent I- i'm boggled by that sense of ethics and morality
1: yeah i mean that that's kind of like they, they they say they can't move ahead without uh getting that that state funding and the state funding's just it ain't coming and, and it, it wasn't coming even before we were in uh situation where state revenues are now totally up in the air. Uh, Governor Cuomo can change stuff at the drop of a hat if he wants to. Uh, it's just not going to and, and that's that's part of the, the the fun part of the New York State budget this year is that Governor Cuomo can just change stuff if revenues change. Because um, yeah, we essentially have a, a dictator now in New York State. And yeah, you know, we're, we're in this situation where a, the, the school district, I think is fundamentally broken. And, you know, I look at the situation and I, I think like, well, is it you know I, I'm not as mad about Terry Dave I, I, it's not great I don't think it's a good look for him he's going to the school district that they already have high marks they are doing well they don't have the anywhere near the challenges that the city school district has and, and a lot of people feel like he you know he bailed on his duty to, to be able to help a challenging situation but
0: he bailed more than he could chew And you know yeah. the, the, the tough stay and the others run you know he's running he's weak but this but this is an example of what i've said for many years there's too many administrators who are very weak and they have no backbone and they just want to make everybody happy. And they just want to make everything work out beautifully. And it's it reminds me of the old Italian mother. You know, it's like, stop babying your kids. They're adults, you know. So it's like, you've got to step up. you got to make these tough decisions. You have to do what you got to do. Yeah, you know, you were hurt. You, I mean, Terry was handed a turd sandwich. But he knew it was on the menu before he signed in for this. He already knew.
1: Yeah. So
0: I mean, now
1: I, he's failing. Yeah, maybe you char- didn't that's know a character how bad it was, but um
0: that was a character check right there and he failed.
1: Yeah. And to to me I I think that there's there's kind of plenty of blame to go around here, right? Like it is I Ben. the the frustration for for Terry Dade is is totally understandable, right? Like, you know, in in the face of a a great challenge, you know, he he isn't sticking through long enough to to see you know some solutions start to play out, right? And but well, you think you know, running
0: I, away sound really nice.
1: Yeah, I, I'm being not. You know, like some some people just ain't up for a task, right? Like maybe he felt like he wasn't up for it. But I don't know that the city school district will ever find someone who's up for managing an education system that I think is fundamentally broken. And and that's kind of mm-hmm. to my second point. I think that the the school board has plenty of blame to hear. I, I think that the the staff and the administration there's plenty of blame to go around for them too. And then you know, I think that that the model of education in Rochester just isn't working. And I think that what we hear from the progressives is that the only thing that's going to continue to work is like, oh, if we just get more money, it'll be fine. The Rochester City School District gets a lot of money. And I know it's a high needs district, Mm -hmm. but it gets a ton of money. I think that the model of education in the Rochester City School District just ain't working the way it's supposed to. And I I think we need to think outside the box a little bit more. We uh, do. uh, On the education system, because that's where we're at. It's like this the way we do it is too expensive it's not serving children well uh, there is a high failure rate, and there's this expectation that if you don't graduate high school through this like really narrow system that if you don't you know fit into that box of what works for you at that point in your life that you are a failure and that's something that hangs around you for a long time and I know you've worked uh, kind of on the other side of that too where you're teaching adults and you're getting like uh, them to get their geds and I know it's a big lift for them too. But you know, it's we shouldn't have to get to that point where like they feel like they need to, you know, there there should be opportunities to to find ways for kids to either get directly into the workforce or or continue their education later on. And and I think we need to to break out of this this one size fits all age based education system that uh, mm-hmm. isn't isn't serving the children of the city school district very well.
0: I was very fortunate to be able to teach a lot of these dropouts, that the recent dropouts from high school. From high school. And mm-hmm. I ended up building an education system that's very different from what they're accustomed to, and they took to it, and they did very well in it. And I had like a high 80, low 90% success rate. And that just proves that... These kids that are there, they want to learn. They want to succeed. They want to excel. There's two things in their way. And one, the fellow students who have no interest in in learning, they just are disconnected from the learning process and they just want to go do their own thing. The second is the teachers who are burned out by those students who wear them down and just burn them out. And... If those things aren't addressed then there's nothing that's going to change in any of the school system whatsoever
1: yeah i mean and and both those issues are are a big challenge and and i don't know like i'm not i i try to follow these questions uh or, or these these big challenges a little bit closely you know i'm not as as deep into it as you are but you know i i don't i don't see that those types of uh issues getting addressed um at the school level usually it's it's just a matter of like you know uh, teacher pay uh, teacher student ratio these uh, high level issues which maybe is what the board should be doing but sean uh, i i think you and i can can talk about maybe what some of these solutions are more specifically in the next segment but thanks everyone for joining us here on radio for new york today we are going to be back in just a few minutes sean and i are talking education today
0: listening to Radio Free New York.
1: All right. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. Thanks again for listening today. Uh, I am your host today, Kevin Wilson, and I'm joined by Sean Phelan, agent of chaos. Uh, thanks so much for being a part of our show and participating. You know, we're, we're, we're getting some interesting comments about um, – you know uh so so garrett's saying that you know we meet we need more libertarians and school boards uh it'd be a grind and extreme compromise of our principals if not a total oxymoron in many cases uh just because the nature of the public school system I, I know libertarians who've been on school boards uh a lot of them are nonpartisan uh positions and and here's the challenge garrett it's that a lot of stuff that school districts do are mandated right so it's not like the the school board itself is in a position to make significant changes because a lot of stuff comes from the federal government and a lot of stuff comes from the state government, right? So schools kind of operate at the direction of the state, and then they're also dependent on federal money as well. They have to comply with with certain things in order to have enough funding to be able to uh, operate the way that the state and federal government ask them to. So they're they're put into a... um, a difficult position where, you know, you're darned if you do, darned if you don't. Um, and they, they're so dependent on that money at this point that they don't see any way to untangle themselves from that system. And you know I think there's a worthwhile discussion to be had about, you know, where you start kind of pulling that apart at both the federal and state level. Um, and, you know, maybe that's something Sean and I can talk about in a second. And then, um, Samantha saying that it's, uh, it's the, the parents and guardians responsibility to make sure that kids are educated enough to make it in the free market system, um, that they don't use half the stuff they use in, in real life. Right. And, you know, and I think that, that, that's also a, a pretty valid criticism too. Like, I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff in school, like it's, even if you're not using even if you're uh, using it in real life, it's it's hard at the time to see how it's applicable, right? Like uh, a lot of students oh, yeah. are, are are understanding some of the stuff that they're learning, and they don't see where it applies to the real world. They don't see where it's going to come into play. So it's kind of harder for that that learning to stick to. And as an adult, you end up having to relearn these stuff. You're like, oh, okay, like that's where this applies now. Um, but, but they don't see it in school. I mean, Sean,
0: have you seen that? I've lived it. Yeah, I <laughs> um, I was one of a handful of students that was hand selected and pulled out in high school out of class to go learn how to program computers that we just got. And mind you, this is like 1983, Whoa,
1: so the, the teacher's
0: teaching us basic, and you know, like if line 10 is yes, go to line 20, kind of thing, yeah. Um, but he didn't explain the bigger realm of it. He didn't understand. He didn't explain the, 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 the big picture. And because of that, I had, I didn't really stick into it and I didn't understand what we were doing and why we were doing it and where it was going. And, and I mean, if I had, if he had just simply explained that to me, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Maybe he would
1: stick more. (laughs) Right. You know, and, you know, I think like part of this discussion that's going on in the comments right now is is also like, and and it, it's the idea of like, whose responsibility is it to to educate children? Um, you know, is it the school systems? Is it the parents? You know, and that that's a tough question to ask because there there's are some parents. You know, like, is it fair to the children? And, and let me just you know ask this like with with an understanding is that this is how most people are approaching it. Is it is it fair? To those children who are in the school districts, if their parents aren't all that invested in their education to have all that responsibility fall on them, because then does that put those children in the position where they're not prepared for adult life because the the, the people around them have failed, right? And is it the responsibility of the school district or, or the government generally to step in to make sure that some basic skills are had and provided for by the public? And that's an open-ended question, you know, and I, I certainly have my answers to that. But, Sean, what are your, what are your thoughts on that?
0: I hate working around in this world of stupid people. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I became a teacher. I just can't handle watching stupid do stupid, and uh, then then they hook up with stupid, and then they make stupid <laughs> babies, and then things get twice as stupid. And uh, No, no I, can't, I can't do that. I have to fight that.
1: Yeah, uh, so so I mean, I I think the the way to fight this, I think most most your probably your average person, your average Republican or Democrat, which you know we we are not, uh, they would say, okay, well we just got to make sure that the government takes care of that, right? And you know what what I think that we ought to do is to think outside the box, right? Does education need to come from the government? Well, no, NRA doesn't, right? There are the other options out there for people to self educate. And, you know and i always tell people like i my, i got my college degree in history i i don't really use history all that directly uh, very often um but what i did learn in college is i learned how to learn and learned how to teach myself things and learned how to research things which helps me on this show but my mm-hmm. actual profession right now is digital marketing which i absolutely i didn't go to college or learn any of that in high school at all i just started liking doing it at a previous job taught myself that stuff and then turned it into a career so i think that kind of thing and i know it's not going to work for everybody but like high schools and, and and schools generally should be about okay you've learned the basic skills of reading and math now how can you find your own path to learning in a way that feels applicable and meaningful to you to to start to enhance those skills right like i use uh statistics and algebra and uh, sociology and all this stuff in my day-to-day work in digital marketing stuff that i've had to learn on the job uh you know can you take that education that that more kind of blurry path and have free market private companies better meet those needs of students in the future you know does it have to come through a one-size-fits-all classroom i mean sean what, what do you think of that
0: Well, back to what Garrett was saying about uh, he liked Larry Sharp's uh, K through 10 idea. I love that idea. Um, Unfortunately, like, for example, you know, I've been thinking about running for school board in in Rochester here um, just to give them other ideas. But the thing is, is if even if I was elected and I mean, even if I had autonomy to do what I wanted, I wouldn't be able to accomplish the things that are needed in my vision. And the the state would block me or the federal government would block me. You know, like one of the things I would like to do is, you know, like bring the vocational uh, training in and, you know, have companies actually investing money into those programs so that, you know, when you you know get out of high school and you know let's say you've been in working as an automotive tech for the past uh two years you know of, yeah. of high school you know then uh you know you come out and you're already you know like in you know an a tech or whatever and, and so uh you know, you're I'll, ready to I'll take a the test. Right there and
1: say some of it does happen
0: some of that yeah, does, but happen. it needs to happen more
1: right so, uh, so like in, you know for
0: example like okay. um take like oh my the school lunches are terrible um, I just don't understand why we don't, like, open up culinary schools and start teaching some that. of the students how to cook and, you know, a- a- and put them through an apprentice program. And, you know, then the kids would be eating, like, really good stuff.
1: No, actually, Sean, Bosis does do that, actually. So, so it's already something that's happening.
0: Right. But so... I'm saying it needs to be bigger. It needs to be more widespread. Right. I mean, I, I mean,
1: Yeah. So I mean, I think part of that is first of all, we never explained what Larry's K through 10 plan is, but and and we may not get a chance to but you know, part of that is is there's like kind of just some some cultural hang ups on going to to both these programs. I know there was in in my school, it's just that there's this perception that if you're not on a path to go to college, then, uh, you know, you're not as smart or you're a failure. And you know, that's not at all true, you know, uh, it's just, you know, your your manner of learning and you're able to, to go into these classes. Uh, come out with viable skills and partner with companies to get directly into the workforce, making decent money immediately after high school. And that that's, you know, I think there's some cultural barriers to, like, is that type of thing okay? And I think there's opportunities to expand that, partnering with companies to set up apprenticeships, you know, in welding, in automotive tech, in uh, culinary stuff, expanding the partnerships that, you know, Work off of the skills that people are learning in both these programs and in schools too. I, I think you, you you can do more white collar partnerships too, uh, in, in the school systems to be able to uh, effectively bring people into those careers and 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 also um, in rural districts too. Uh, there's there's uh, partnerships with agriculture too to get you know food from farm to table. To, there's a a program that teaches you how to to manage and grow crops, and then those crops are then used in um, in making school lunches and those school lunches are, are used for, uh, you know, the schools around the district. And that's, that's how it ends up working. Um, it, but, but again, there's opportunities to expand that stuff. And I, I don't think we're taking advantage of it enough. but uh, exactly. you know, yeah, we're, we are, we are uh, out of time for this segment. Thanks again, everyone for joining us today on radio free New York. We will be back in just a few minutes for our last segment of the hour doing fake news Friday. Talk to you
0: soon. Free New York.
1: All right, welcome back to Radio Free New York. It is Fake News Friday. I'm your host for today, Kevin Wilson, joined by Sean Phelan, Agent of Chaos. And boy, is this a fun week for fake news. Now, I'm curious if we came up with at least one of the same stories. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first?
0: Um, You can go first.
1: Okay. So uh it's the topic for the day it is the meme for the day did president donald trump tell us to drink bleach um and that's the, that's, the, that's the, that that I'll, I'll go with that's the meme donald trump president trump tells americans to drink bleach to fight coronavirus
0: You know, it's one of those kind of things that you never know what Trump is going to say, and it's possible that he said it, but I'm going to say fake news, because it's bleach. He said bleach.
1: Yeah, so he didn't specifically say bleach, and he didn't say to drink it, but he did say some strange stuff that is turning into just some awesome memes. Uh, So... So it is uh, fake news. He's not telling us to drink bleach. But what he did say is uh, a couple things about. He he got up and started talking about, he, oh. uh, you know, the the virus dies quickest in sunlight.
0: Yeah, that uh, that was that, funny. And, that know, he saw is there that any that. way
1: to bring light inside the body?
0: Yeah, um, and then he said that.
1: Uh, I see the disinfectant that knocks out in a minute, one minute, and is there a way we can do something like that by injection or almost a cleaning? As you see, it gets in the lungs. It does a tremendous number in the lungs. So it would be interesting to check that, Uh, which made a bunch of professionals say, oh, my God, please do not drink bleach. Please do Uh, not inject yourself with any bleach or Lysol. Lysol put out a statement saying, uh, please do not – that their product is not uh, for internal use. Or – you Guys, just PSA: ki- Do not drink bleach. He didn't you say just drink killed- bleach, but
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> you just killed my fake news. What? Well, oh, did I? Yeah, you just killed it. <laughs> well, how did, I, how did I kill it? I thought you said you'd have this story. I did. I re- I, I had slightly different. I had. Uh, uh, what, what
1: was yours? Just, just tell us now. You, you, you put it out there now.
0: Reckon, reckon, Ben's, Ben's. Kicks, oh God, I can't even say it. Ben's Kaiser, a British company. That owns Lysol are publicly urging their customers to not ingest their disinfectant products. True yeah. or false?
1: That that one is true.
0: That is that true.
1: Is, Lysol is telling you, please do not ingest their products. Don't ingest. I can't believe
0: inject. that a chemical company has to tell you not to drink it. Yes, that just and... boggles my mind. And that goes right back to the previous section of stupid people that I have to deal with.
1: Yeah. Now I I don't think anyone's gonna go out and start injecting themselves with bleach. I'm I'm fairly confident in that. Uh, but I'm but not. I think I've the seen public... what people
0: injecting themselves that crocodile drug.
1: That's fair. That stuff is nuts. I don't know how anyone could ever think that that was a good idea to. to right. If but you, their if orange you know, like,
0: god, their orange god just told them they could do it.
1: So No, they didn't. Come on so it's not, uh, he, he was just he was wandering out like you know it, it's it, something president trump does that that he needs to be careful about is he can't just like go out there and like say what's on his mind out loud all the time like it just doesn't, doesn't work out well like i i get thinking aloud i i'm on the radio sometimes i think out loud i do it but it, it's a bit different when you're in that type of position of authority and so yeah like when he goes and he just like you know like the. You know, Pontificates and, and and goes on whatever he, he's doing, you know. It's like no, you can't. You got to be careful about what you say. People take what the president says super seriously. And you can be I mean,
0: what's the next but, thing you're gonna have? you to have Trump sitting there on the toilet, hold his phone, going, feeling cute. Might nuke Russia, you know? <laughs> maybe. I
1: mean, Ronald Reagan infamously did that, where he said he was gonna yes. nuke Russia in a in a um, uh, was it? It wasn't an outtake. It was an like audio was test. Messing around, audio test. And so that was uh, considered also a big deal. People. Some people found it funny. Other people like, no, no, you can't you can't even do that joking. Uh, but that was an eternity ago um, yeah. and, and we are getting some comments and uh, he's approaching Biden levels of mental instability. Terrible. Uh, and that we also uh, we, we need the government to keep us safe. You're right. Yeah. If we didn't have the government telling us not to drink bleach, how would we know? And I, and I think our, our, our you know, companies need to step up, too. Uh, just to clarify, is it still bad to ingest Tide Pods? Uh, does that disinfect you? Uh, the, the people need to know. We're, we're all unsure. Um, I think the effect that these people are trying it.
0: to get across is like, drink like heavy vinegar Italian dressing. You'll get the same result.
1: No, you, it, it's in your lungs. You can't aspirate that. It's a bad idea. Well, that. that's true. <laughs>
0: always.
1: That's no, why you, you do the
0: Vicks rub on your chest.
1: Yeah, like I, I, cares it cures everything. It's it's one of those things. Like I'm sure this is one of those things where he like half heard something and and then just started like wandering al- aloud about it. Like I'm sure there's like some tiny nugget of truth to like what he was thinking about, and then just like went on a thing, and now like it, it's it's all out of the bag, right?
0: it's almost like this is like this this extended Saturday night live special that nobody knows about. It's like the president starts talking about a subject and then his mind, he goes, all right, let's see how far off topic I could take this without anybody saying anything, you know, (laughs) it's like what?
1: All right. So, so, so I got another, another fake news one. Um, And this is the, uh, the title of the article I'm reading. It's uh, from the New York. well, We'll, we'll we'll see if it's uh, uh true or not. Uh, can the coronavirus be spread through farts? Is this a real article? Oh. Real news or fake news?
0: Who'd want to test that?
1: I I, I don't know.
0: Okay, what I'm, I'm going to go with that? the bi. I'm going to go with the biology aspect of this, and I'm going to say no.
1: Well. There oh, is no. uh, some suggestion that maybe some coronavirus could be uh, carried in fecal particles. Oh, boy. Um, But luckily, uh, we are all wearing masks over our behind all the time. So That's it doesn't true. spread very far. That's true. It's, um, yeah. It said that uh, flatulence can be an aerosol generating procedure. <laughs> Which is one way to put it. Uh, uh, so it, it's it's one of those things they're investigating. There's like something uh, that you know some COVID nineteen viruses can be passed through there, but but it's not going to go very far because you're wearing jeans and it's it's not passing through jeans very effectively. So unless really you're bummed. you're walking around bare bottom, uh, the risk is pretty low.
0: I was really bummed. That I was reading today uh, that somebody said that it jumped from human to cat.
1: Are you are you using that as a fake news item?
0: No, actually, that's just something just I saw today. It? That's I, sad. You know, I wouldn't even I wouldn't fake news about that. That's sad. Hey, no,
1: you I mean it's it's worth asking about because that that could be a thing. But yeah, that is I I saw that too. Uh, there's an AP report. There's um, a couple cats who uh, yeah they got sick with uh, COVID
0: nineteen. So because they didn't it, eat their Tide Pods.
1: T- that's right. That's. Not eating enough tashpots. Well, yes, the Garrett.
0: Why are we testing cats? I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, I, so so we we talked about this in a fake news Friday. What was it a couple the weeks LS ago? Yeah, last week. Yeah, right? last week. They, was it last week? Are you sure that wasn't like three months ago? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was like three months ago. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, but no, the uh, yeah, because they it, the test is a bit different, right? Yeah. Um. So. It's it's not quite the same, but yeah, they they contest cats. Apparently, cats can get it. It's um, so if you if you get yeah. sick in your home, like that's something you can accidentally spread to your cat. It's which is sad. all right. I got my last cat this spread, spread to you. All right, we got, we got like a minute yeah, left. We got, got a minute got left. Okay, Florida man, Florida
0: man. All right, right on. Went to Mar-a-Lago to talk to Trump about his six point three million a trillion dollars. Did it really happen?
1: This guy is claiming to have $6.3
0: trillion? He says he ta- wants to talk to Trump about getting his $6.3 Okay.
1: Okay. Um, fake news. That's fake news. Just
0: no, it it's up. real. It's, uh, it's, uh, January 3rd really last year, Brian Whitehurst was arrested for, on trespassing charges after refusing to leave Mar-a-Lago, after demanding to see President Trump about the $6.3 trillion that he owes him.
1: you're 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 going deep man last year last january hey you're lucky i don't go 20
0: years ago and take out some real cherries
1: i know man you i'm I'm sure you could find some good ones in there but i heard that i I don't know i I lose track like the florida man stuff it's like in one year out the other it's it's so quick there's so much of it i i don't know but you know what but but good one though you know you got me you got me uh so thanks again everyone for joining us here on radio free new york hope you had fun and fake news friday appreciate you listening Uh, We'll be back
0: on Monday. Shout out to all those truckers making it happen, delivering the food.
1: Yeah, thank you.